so lame. Yeah. So lame, I'm crying. We need to do a song every episode. <laughs> I wanna be on YouTube. I wanna do a let's play every day too. You'll see it's true. So like and subscribe in the doobly-doo below. <laughs> in the doobly-doo. Sometimes, because Alex knows this, which is very sweet, because he knows how angry I am about people telling me how to do things, even if I'm doing it shittily. So he knows, he's like, may I make a suggestion? Are you okay? And he's like, comes in really softly, really gently, really kind of demurely, because he knows that I'll immediately shut down and be like, no, I know what I'm doing, fuck you. So he's like, I just, you know, something, and he does it really well, and I'm like, speak. (laughs) Tell me how to do it. I may consider your request. I'm making a cake and I'm like pouring in like actual flowers instead of flour and he's like, can I just, you know, just, are you open to suggestions right now? And I'm like looking at my thing that's actually like wailing and screaming and it's become sentient and I'm like, yes you may. Yes, go on. Release me from this abnormality that I've created. (laughs) While my creation is like, I I am open to your suggestion. Constructive criticism may be accepted at this time. (laughs) So So this is the podcast where we talk about spooky games. (laughs) I'm Philippa Evans and welcome to Minecraft. (laughs) Hey there gamers, it's Jessica Byrne 39 here. Gamer Nation bro. Gamer high five. Gamer Top of the morning to you ladies. I'm Jessica. No. Like, okay, it's Jessipi and we're here. Or hi everybody, my name's Jessipi. And those are the only YouTubers that I know. <laughs> so are you ready for the grimmest episode that I've ever personally done? Halloween! Halloween! Spooky. I don't know if mine is spooky. But you can tell me afterwards. I don't think I've ever done a darker episode than this one. Okay. I'm quite excited because sometimes I like dark a lot. So we were looking at cannibalism. Always. Again. Every day. All the time. Every day I'm cannibalizing. Hashtag mads. (laughs) Because who can look away from cannibalism? I just simply can't. No, it's in the smile of every child. It's in the whisper on the breeze. Cannibalism. But I realized that, you know, I've been focusing on ritual cannibalism and medicinal cannibalism, but there is one red-headed stepchild that's been left out of this conversation. <laughs> Famine cannibalism. Oh, I'm already... <clears throat> this I'm one already... is probably the one that interests me the most because it's it so is. grim. Yeah, mm. just I love those stories of, like, you know, the people that get caught in an avalanche and then have to eat everyone. <laughs> when I told you that you know, I'll be taking a bite out of folk after an hour. <laughs> People will be like, Jess, it's been 15 minutes. We still have fruit supplies. <laughs> I'm on keto. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm a celiac. <laughs> Is there gluten in this human? <laughs> Famine cannibalism. Listen closely, Jessica, for there will be a test. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Wait, where are my pants? Oh my god. <laughs>
It all started when, in the summer of 1816, the frigate Medusa set off to Senegal. Napoleon had been defeated at Waterloo. I'm just painting the picture for you. <laughs> the golden days. Okay, I'm picturing him as a pirate. He's on a frigate, but the, it has... But his like, name is Napoleon and when's this test? <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and also it was, in, it was in 1665 and also it was called Medusa, so it had like seven sails that were made of snakes. Good start. <laughs> Good I'm start. already interrupting you with bullshit. Go. <laughs> So Napoleon had been defeated at Waterloo less than a year before. And Britain was like, oh, okay, France, that was good. Glad you're back to the whole monarchy thing. Like, the whole revolution was a bit, mm. a bit iffy. So they decided to give Senegal back to France as part of the peace, peace treaty. Sometimes we do that. Hong Kong? What? What's? No, nothing's going on there right now. That's uh, So the Medusa... French frigate, along with three other ships, was taking French officials that away so that they could set up their garrison again and establish effective French administration. Don't know what that looks like. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so hard that you're a British person I and know, I'm doing a I'm French sorry. episode. It's in my bones to just hate the French. I don't really, but socially I do. <laughs> So they were headed to Senegal. Overall, there were about 365 passengers split between the Medusa, the Echo, the Loire, and the Argus. They had such a good kind of Greek thing going on, but I don't know what a Loire is. There's someone who didn't get the memo, like they came at the end and it was like, oh no. They were doing Greek mythology? What? Can I already interrupt you with a small story? There's like a singer? I guess uh, I like his name is Shaky Graves. And he said that he got his name because there was this guy who like came into their camp while he was playing the guitar and he was just like babbling because he was like on acid or something and he, like, he babbled away and went, went off into the spooky wagons. And everyone, all the people were like, did he just say spooky wagons? So they all called themselves something like spooky wagons, shaky graves, you know, I don't know, like tickly tombstone, something like that. But someone, <laughs> I couldn't remember the other one, but someone was asleep in their tent and so they called him Droopy wieners and i feel like it was that they all got together in this cool ass thing but he was asleep and so he was like the loire instead of some like <laughs> the like the argonaut or something yeah so the passengers were mostly soldiers but also engineers accountants people working in the medical profession bakers and one gardener i mean what do you need a gardener in senegal for <laughs> it's really bushy over there <laughs> I mean, it was mostly unexplored land. Yeah. The French had only expe- like explored the coast, so what were they going to do? Send him out and be like, I would like it. It's a pirate. <laughs> yes. We want another shrubbery. Shrubbery. Yeah, it needs tending to, Philippa. It's wild. <laughs> That's why they need a gardener. <laughs> like that seamstress in the episode that you did yes. about the ship that went, you no. need to sew things. Listen, they should have brought a gardener. Maybe they wouldn't have died on the ice. (laughs) The gardener was a peculiarly specific yet mysterious choice. (laughs) Only a few people brought their families. So amongst the passengers, there were 21 women and eight children. And the Medusa was carrying the bulk of the passengers, 240 people in total, along with 160 crew. So you've got 400 people, roughly. Four hundred five people, I think, on the ship. I'm I'm getting upset. So many people. I know. I feel like bad things are gonna happen. With so many, what were you expecting? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, nothing bad happened. They got to Senegal. It was oh, great, great. Okay. They had a lovely time. And they got really nice topiary over there now. Yeah, thanks. To the <laughs> 
It was late in the year to be sailing. This was in June. Additionally, the fleet was penned in by the winds for days, unable to sail. That's and, scary to I mean, me. that's a good start. Maybe the gods are trying to tell you something. Yeah, when you get becalmed in the middle of the ocean because there's no wind. One of the captains wrote in his log, I don't have a good feeling about this. <laughs> it's true. Oh, no. <laughs> so here comes the first part of our multiple choice quiz, Jess. Are you ready? You didn't think it would come so quickly, did you? No, but here it is. Oh, that's what she said. Oh, I'm in pain. Oh, I take that out. <laughs> As the captain of your ship, would you pick A, a naval officer with years of experience, yep. capable of commanding the respect of the crew, mm-hmm. B, an elderly idiot who hadn't sailed a ship in 25 years, but had supported the monarchy during the French Revolution, Oh, okay. or C, a French bulldog? Can I go with D, the gardener? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sail the ship! <laughs> I'm adored it just like using secateurs, which is a French word. <laughs> I think, I mean, the bulldog I'm not going to pick because they can't breathe or see because of breeding practices. <laughs> He'd be at the wheel. <laughs> is that normal? Yep, that's just how French bulldogs are. He'd also just piss on the mast. Yeah, and they're really, really bog-eyed. I don't think they can see, so they would be going in two different directions. Sorry, French bulldogs, but you're not hired. As you know, as a god queen, I'm very pro-status quo in the monarchy, so I feel like I'll pick the monarchy idiot. Ding, 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 Yay! that was correct! Oh my god! The answer is not always C, and in this case it was B. <laughs> so command was given to frigate captain, <clears throat> French names, Hugh de Roy de Chamere. Very nice. <laughs> de Roy de Chamere. The French feel like the good times roll again. La <laughs> le bon temps roule. That's it. <laughs> you French? Yeah. I totally. So he was given control over the Medusa, as well as the convoy as a whole. <laughs> Well done. He was 53 years old, and before being given this command, the highest naval post that he'd ever held had been lieutenants. So he'd never even commanded one ship before, Mm. let alone four. But the French ministry was like, well, he did support the monarchy. (laughs) But he'd fought for the monarchy, and that's the specs that were acquired. Never mind Mm. that the west coast of Africa hadn't been much explored. Accurate charts of the surrounding waters did not exist. (laughs) There were none of them. Shallow waters and a large, uncharted sandbank posed a serious threat and it would be difficult for even a qualified captain to get there safely so they were like it's a million to one chance how could we possibly lose (laughs) (laughs) we believe in the monarchy (laughs) so the sandbank is called the arguin but probably in a french pronunciation (laughs) (laughs) and its extent is still unknown because sensible people don't sail there in large ships so they're like "Eh." only the local fishermen were really like by the way, there's a sandbank. Goes out for miles. So we come to our second question. You are unfortunate enough to be de Chamere. I like this is like a choose your own adventure podcast. <laughs> Where will it go? Will you make it alive? Would you A sail out of sight of land along a longer, safer route, away from the treacherous Gibraltar current, the dangerous islands scattered near the shore, and the Sahara coast with its shallows and sandbanks, or B make friends with the officers who resent you as an incompetent fool and enlist their help, or C, 
Choose a route that leads you into every dangerous trap along the way. Well, okay, let's see. So I don't want to sail away because you can't turn back, bro. Because <laughs> I'm big strong man who's French. And you're not going to ask for directions again. <laughs> ask for directions. I don't need anyone's help as well because, again, I'm a big strong man. And that's for weak. What am I? <laughs> English? That's what they do. No, I'm not doing that. I'm a French man. I'm going Common to... sense is for the British. <laughs> I'm going to do the third thing, which is just like go, I know what I'm doing. Every obstacle along the way. <laughs> Alas, the answer is sometimes C. Deshamre chose this route through every single possible danger that you could hit along the way, as it minimized the chances of getting lost. Because he's like, well, we're inside of land. What could happen? They like park the boat in a tree, like, well, we know where we are. We'll be able to find it again. <laughs> it's right by this tree. It's the, in the tree. It's the boat in the tree. <laughs> so his route minimized the chances of getting lost, but maximized the chances of creating the biggest naval cannibal homicide fuck-up in history. <laughs> Yay! Naval cannibal fuck-up. That's a new horror film coming to Netflix. So to be fair to Deshamere, it wasn't entirely his fault. He had on board the Medusa the commander-in-chief and governor of Senegal, Colonel Julien Desre Schmaltz. <laughs> Schmaltz! <laughs> he was apparently half German, half Irish. I'm not making what? it. What? Governor of Senegal. Alas, the governor wanted to get there quickly, so he was like, come, 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 we're going to take the quicker route. As part of his need for speed, the governor also convinced de Chamere to ignore instructions to move as a group for safety. Oh my god, that's yeah. horror film. Because the ministry was like, okay, so I won't do a French accent. So they wanted them to all move as a convoy. Firstly, for safety, and second, so that when they arrived in Senegal, they would pose like an imposing united front, all of them together. Frenchmen. <laughs> <laughs> but the Medusa was the fastest of the ships, and de Chamere declared, as if it was his own idea, that he wasn't wasting f wasting time for like slowpoke ships that couldn't keep up with his speedy, uh -uh. speedy cruiser. The other three captains decided to stay clear away from all the crazy, and for the most part took the longer safer route one of the ships um kind of tagged along behind the medusa for a little while they were like okay okay it's getting too dangerous now and then they went out to open sea mm -hmm. going bye good, okay, luck. Bye. good, good <laughs> luck we'll see you later and in fact along the journey the medusa actually tried to outrun the ships and every time they sank out of sight on the horizon everyone would cheer as if I mean, what the fuck is this this is like a horror movie where it's like we shouldn't split up guys yeah yeah mm. <laughs> So the ship sailed at last on June the 17th, and within the first week or so, the first tragedy occurred. <gasps> While the passengers were all looking at a school of dolphins that were going... Seahorses? That's a sound dolphins So these dolphins were swimming alongside the ship, and a 15-year-old sailor boy fell overboard. Oh and was swept into the wake of the ship. Now, this didn't have to be a tragedy. If the ships had been traveling in convoy, one of the other ships might have picked him up, mm -hmm. and they were going to, like, f I think, fire one of the cannons in the ship to get the attention of the, the ship that had tagged along behind him for a little while, and mm. then they were like, oh, another cannon's loaded. Oh, well. Oh, that's not. The cannon's really heavy. And then they tried to launch a rescue boat, mm. which was supposed to be manned by six men, but they were like, ah, just put three. <laughs> okay. And so they 
couldn't really get to the boy the way that they did it with their half-assed attempt. So maybe no one liked that boy very much. Maybe it was Greg. Maybe it was Greg. And <laughs> Greg. Gregory, and he was ginger as well. And it was like, well, I mean, and he did constantly talk about Minecraft. And they did push him over more. <laughs> and they, so... they kind of wanted rid of him because he really liked PewDiePie. <laughs> gonna come rescue you the brofist number whatever they <laughs> so punch that like button in the face <laughs> so this rescue mission quickly proved to be a waste of time so the Chamere just yelled out KK thanks bye oh, sorry as they left we'll come back for you never forget <laughs> so they just left the struggling boy behind to drown oh my god that's so dark he got off lucky Oh. So next question. Mm -hmm. You are still the idiot, Shamare. Okay, yes, I am, yes. Do you, A, rely on the expert advice of your competent second-in-command, Renaud? Never. Not with that name. Not not if he's French. (laughs) Put all of your trust in a passenger with no naval experience whatsoever and start stirring up ill-feeling amongst the crew. I like the sound of that. That's Trump. Or C, make your horse a senator. Oh, shit. Uh, That's been done before. Okay, we don't have a horse on board, so I think it's... uh, I'm going to trump it. I'm going to trump it. Yeah. So with the confidence of a middle-aged white man, (laughs) Monsieur Richefort, Richefort? (laughs) Richefort, who claimed to know a lot about sailing... (laughs) was given second in command. In fact, he had spent the last 10 years in prison and had never worked as a sailor. So I like to imagine he was also smashing beetles with a hammer at the time. And he was like, that guy, I like the cut of his jib. That's a nautical term. (laughs) So the Medusa, beyond all hopes, made it past Tenerife and the shores of the Sahara came into view. No competent sailor would ever sail a large boat near the coast due to the shallow waters, treacherous reefs, and the Arguin bank. But the Medusa flew in the face of competence and common sense. One officer was actually scolded when he saved the ship from crashing against a submerged reef because he'd acted against orders. Oh my god. I just want to know, sometimes these things, when they're being that incompetent, is it like, are they trying to murder everyone? Or is it kind of like, they really actually want to get fired, so they're doing like stupider and stupider stuff, (laughs) but no one's challenging them still, so they're like, come on, I'm trying my fucking best to get fired here. They say Mm -hmm. that wealthy and quote-unquote important people, the 1%, are way more likely to lie about their own abilities and knowledge. And I guess it's gotten them that far. What? I'm so shocked and surprised. Look at our leadership. My monocle just fell out and I hope you'll reimburse me for it. So that's my theory. Yeah. It was uh, Richefort. Richefort? Richefort? Just call him Richford. Richie. Richie. Yeah. (laughs) The civilian ex-prisoner. Oh, I know. Sorry, that's like when people arrive from a different country and they're like, hello, my name is... And you're like, uh... John. John, yeah, come on. (laughs) So, the civilian ex-prisoner, Richefort, who steered the ship into the Argyron. Everyone except a Chamaray and Richefort knew what was happening, but they could only watch as they steered into increasingly shallower waters. Like... To defy the captain would be mutiny. Mm. And that comes with some punishments. So they were just like, C'est la vie. <laughs> this is how we die. Les bon temps <laughs> So it came as no surprise when the ship grounded itself on the bank. Mm. Even then, 
even then, they could have saved themselves by tossing heavy things overboard. Heavy things like cannons, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That they weren't even using. That they were that didn't they weren't even loaded. Nope. But de Chabaret refused to lose the cannons, which he claimed were the king's property. <laughs> Others were like, Well, so's the ship. It's gonna ruin so are our lives so he wouldn't chuck them other people were like we could chuck the flower and the the governor who is not a hero of the story that was like but flour tastes good but we like bread a lot we're french it's very hard to get flour in senegal how will we make our chocolate bread (laughs) we need croissants (laughs) too little was done too late anyone who tried to do anything effective was soon stopped either by de chamere or the governor even more worrying was the fact that there weren't enough lifeboats oh there were six in total and not all of them were in good condition classic maritime behavior uh, (laughs) (laughs) pre-titanic the ship is unsinkable (laughs) the governor suggested using the masts of the ship to build a raft The idea was that the majority of the people would get on the raft along with the provisions and the boats would tow the raft to Mm. land. Mm -hmm. Some people on the boats were like, yeah, but we're not that far away from the land because we've been hugging the coast. So you could just as effectively make multiple trips back and forth to transport everyone to safety in the safe boats. Mm. Also, the ship hadn't sunk yet. So... We could still save the ship. <laughs> could just drop the cannons. Mm-hmm. This limbo lasted for three days, in which <laughs> <laughs> in which no real action was taken. Oh. It was a storm that made the decision for them, mm. which drove the ship deeper into the sandbank and mm. wrecked it. Social divisions between the soldiers, sailors, and passengers resulted in a standoff in which no one was allowed to get on the lifeboats. Oh my god. Because one sailor was like, oh, I guess it's time to go on the lifeboats. And the soldiers were like, fuck you. (laughs) If we're going to die, you are going to die. We got to go down on the ship. I think that's just the captain. (laughs) Who are you? The captain? (laughs) Fucking, who made you in charge? So eventually, the raft plan was decided on. Because very little luggage, personal luggage, could be taken off the ship, the very last night was spent getting drunk off of the ship's liquor stores. (laughs) Classic French. If it had been written, we'd have been drunk the whole time already. I was going to say, if it had been written, you would have had your last cup of tea. (laughs) You're like, but we have to get the Earl Grey to shore. (laughs) It's protected at all costs. You can't colonize a country without your tea. (laughs) And the fine china. (laughs) So, the raft. It was about 20 by 7 meters, weakly built, and with no real means of flotation, aside from the natural buoyancy of wood. Oh, God. (laughs) The natural buoyancy of citrus. (laughs) (laughs) And it was supposed to support 200 people plus provisions. Not that everyone was making extra room on the lifeboat. The biggest boat, which had once carried 70 soldiers, was now carrying 38 people, including the governor and his family. Oh, and all the luggage, the personal luggage. Ah, uh, yes, the writing desk and the gramophone, mm-hmm. yes. Poor people don't need luggage. No. Rich people. They do. The poor people have been mm-hmm. without, so they can continue to be without. So time. the governor was like, mm, I'd, I'd make room, but... Uh, but I do have a lot of leg room need. It's, it's my bones. Yeah, it's my back. I've got to get my back. 
As soon as 50 people had gotten aboard the raft, it sank below the water, and there was only standing room. Oh, okay, good. By the time that 149 people were on the raft, they were up to their waists in water. <sighs> Can you imagine That's that? so scary. Like, how would you even stand on the raft if yeah. you're, like, partially floating and there's no space? That's mm. very frightening. The 150th person, Lieutenant de Praviel, told the governor that he'd rather die on the frigates, <laughs> and he was not alone. Mm. The officers were all in the safest central part of the raft and they were pushing outwards towards the edges trying to make more room for themselves. Oh my god. And people on the edges were like just clinging for life aboard this raft while the waves washed over their heads. Oh! <laughs> I would just kill myself. That's so scary. Like, I'm actually genuinely very afraid of the ocean and that is nightmarish. <laughs> and you have this poorly built raft with 149 people and you have to cling on to and imagine how tired your arms would get by that stage as well and you're waist deep and the waves are breaking over you yeah <laughs> no 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 where's the part where they all have cake and it's nice <laughs> that was before they left oh France. no oh nor was it women and children on the boats first because of those doomed to be on the raft women and children were included Mm. Apparently, the authorities, when the boarding took place, were crying, Every man for himself! French! <laughs> Come on, French! Where's your French? sense of honor? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Other women and children were left on the frigate with their families, so everyone's oh. on the boats. Oh. There's space in the boats. Yeah. There's not space on the raft. Mm. But there are 63 people left on the, the frigates. The wrecked frigates. Yeah. Women and children included. Yeah. And they really, they didn't need to do this as quickly as they did. Like, the ship was wrecked, but it wasn't sinking. It was lodged it was like in the sandbank. On sand the sandbank, yeah. So they were just like, ah! go, 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 go. Why, why are we rushing? I feel like it's me doing anything. I rush everything <laughs> to an alarming degree for no reason. People were like leaping out of the ships and shoving people off the ropes and like bouncing <laughs> off the map. Like, oh my god, go, fuck it. Like, this. But it's fine, we're just stuck here. <laughs> if a storm had hit them, then yeah, maybe the ship would have been yeah. wrecked and they'd be fucked. But no, it was good weather and they were fine. Yeah. They were just, you know, <laughs> dive bombing. <laughs> As for provisions, <laughs> on the raft, they had packed six wine casks, two water barrels, okay. but no food or tools. Well, you don't need anything else, it's fine. It's, it's got the wine. Yeah. The boats weren't much better provisioned because, as I said, they were like, get off! And they were like throwing things overboard and nobody was like planning what they would take. The 63 people who are on the frigate are just like standing around just like that John Travolta kind of like meme where he's just like looking around like what's going on? <laughs> so there were some people who just never made it off the frigates, but they mm -hmm. ate fucking well because they were like, oh, the bacon has been left behind. The bacon and the garlic bread and all the croissants are here. People are mocking our French Oh my God. We've been... Like, We're so culturally insensitive. We've just been hating on the French the whole time. <laughs> oh no. As the lifeboats departed, some of the people still trapped on the frigate tried to shoot de Chamoray and the governor, yep. but were sadly prevented from doing so oh, by others, who were like, this isn't patriotic. Yeah. Those still on the Medusa, so the people who'd been left behind on the frigates, chose a commanding officer to lead them and pledged to either survive as a team or perish together. Wonderful. Very noble. That's very good. However... One of the captains of the six boats, Jean Espiot, who was an incredibly brave man, mm -hmm. returned to the ship because de Chamaret, as he was like sailing off in his understaffed boat, 
<laughs> like all his leg room. Mm. Was like, by the way, there's like twenty people still on the frigates. Do you mind just like stopping and just picking them up? Do you mind just popping real quick? Like, Do you mind just like popping real quick there? Just like pop right there. I, I would, but like as you can see, I'm already. Bye. Oh, I mean, my leg is bad. Just pop real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just do that? Thanks. So he was like, yeah, my boat is full of um, invisible people. So can you just pick up the extra, tw- can you just the extra 20? Okay, it's just not that many. Can you just do it real quick? So Jeanne went to the, sh- the frigates. He went back. And then he was like, I count more than 20. I count 63. Yeah. And even though his own boat was so crappy that they didn't even have oars. <laughs> How would they fuck it? It like, was a longboat, and they had no oh, oars. Oh, no. What? And it was leaky. What were they, like, were they just, like, <laughs> swimming with Dog it? paddling. Like, taking in turns, someone going at the back to go there, <laughs> and be, like, a motor. And just, like, someone's, like, and he's paddling away, he's like, <laughs> do I have to make the noise, sir? Yes. Go! <laughs> <laughs> Kick those the Fix it. That's what happened, and I'm not changing that historical tale. Where's... Would you like me to get you the other bottle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so even though he had this ship boat that was already overcrowded, Jean Espion still vowed to save them all. Oh, I know. So brave. When it became apparent that his own boat was nearly sinking under the weight of all the people, <sighs> so scary. Seventeen men chose to remain behind mm. out of fear for their lives mm. because they were just. Or because they were just too drunk to move. Because some of the people who'd had a little drink last night were still lying in the wine cellars going... As fine, I was good. You're sinking. I'm already roaring on the boat. Says the lobby. Hey, guys, we're moving again. <laughs> yes. So... Jeanne was like, I'll save you all, and some were going, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Best of luck to you, Jeanne. What would you do? Would you boat, or would you raft, or would you, what would you do? <sighs> Hard to say, isn't it? So if I could get a place on the boat, yeah. I would go on the boat. Mm. But if I had to choose between the mast, not the mast, the, the raft, raft yeah. the raft, and the frigate, yeah, I would have chosen the frigate. Yeah, I think so too. I'd and say... you'll find out why. <laughs> I think I would stay where the food is for now mm. and, then, and then figure something out later with a bit more time and planning. I mean, I think I would rather doggy paddle back to the shore than yeah. be on that raft. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Philippa, I'm already worried. Uh, you've beard me now, though, so I've got a blanket of, of alcohol. My beard. <laughs> so somehow, who who could really say what happened but some of the rowboats that were the boat the lifeboats that were towing the raft somehow they dropped the rope Whoopsie. so butterfingers oh, i guess no it started with the governor's boat i think <laughs> and then we need more leg room eventually there was just so jeanne's boat had accidentally dropped the rope because sh- another boat had crossed them or something like that. Right. And he was like, okay, no, we're going to go back or we're going to pick up that, that tow rope again because we've got to save the, the raft. Mm. And all the other boats were like, kick your things, bye! <laughs> like, they're oh, like, they're doing it, I'm doing it. <laughs> so he wanted to go back and get the tow rope. Mm. But to pick the rope up, they would have to pass close by the raft. Okay. And the other people on the, the long boat were like, it's too risky, like... Those people on the raft will fucking swamp us to save their own lives. That scares me so much. It's like in Titanic when people are just that the drowning person that you try and save, but they're flailing and drowning mm-hmm. and terrifying, and then this the mob will swarm you. <laughs> That's so scary to me. So Jeanne was 
he fought them a little bit and he was like, I promise if it comes between your lives and the raft, I'll save you guys. But they were like, no, we are not even attempting this shit. Wow. So we're going to go. So, oh my God. So Jeanne had to go selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that in French? Uh, they don't have a word for it in French. You. <laughs> <laughs> so he had no choice but to abandon the raft. And they had had all this hope when they saw him coming back for them. And then they saw him turn around. Oh, oh it hurts me. Uh, and they were out of sight of the, the frigate by the stage. Mm. <gasps> so they couldn't go back to the ship. They were on open water. God. 149 of them on the raft. And the boats were like, bye, we'll come back for you. <laughs> so you're really that close to the shore or anything. It was about 50 miles. Oh, my God. So you're not going <gasps> to swim that. Shit. It was, like, close enough to make it there in a boat. Yeah. Not yeah. close enough to swim. Fuck. There were a number of officers on the raft. I mentioned they were all in the middle. Mm. And, yeah, they were getting a little bit chubby. But they had refused places on the boats because their soldiers were going to be on the raft. Mm. And they were like, I will stand and die by my men. I'm not going to go on the boats if my men can't go on the boats. Wow, yeah. So they'd sworn to lead their men on this doomed raft. That's very noble. They now controlled the panic by uniting everyone in a common hatred against the boats that had deserted yes, them. Yes, that's right. Because people were fucking panicking now. Yeah. And so the officers were like, oh, eat the rich, eat the rich, <laughs> kill them all! <laughs> Do you hear <laughs> And they strung up their, they made a mast on the raft and they strung up their guns from the top so that they'd stay dry. So that when they made it to land, <laughs> they'd be like, hello, my name is... <laughs> you dropped that rope, prepared, prepared to, to die. <laughs> As the raft, quote unquote, sailed through the night, some people were washed off. Oh no. Or fell off the raft and were swept away. Imagine how exhausted you'd be clinging onto that thing. Because the waves would just go yeah. over their heads and then they'd swim back to the raft and then again and again and again mm. some of them just couldn't do it any longer. God damn. They were also freaking out. <laughs> this is kind of funny. They were freaking out because they realised they hadn't really packed many provisions. Yeah. And they were like also just such despair that they'd been left behind. And the thing that made them most angry was that nobody packed a company and so they were all on the shaft going ah, we're gonna kill them they left us here without a compass and then somebody was like hey don't you have a compass in your jacket pocket and they're like oh yeah I do oh, I got a compass I gotta hit the and they're like they all passed the compass like around between them until someone dropped <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like oh. let's hand it over okay Greg you get to hold the compass now you pass it over to Mildred and then Mildred great now you pass it over to Slippery Fingers McGee and then oh god Slippery fingers, McGee! <laughs> Fucking fingers! Fingers, come on! <laughs> so the next morning when the sun rose, there were corpses floating amongst the living on the raft. Oh no, oh my god. <laughs> <gasps> and in despair, some people just threw themselves off the raft just to drown. They were like, I'm out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shit. By the next night, a terrible gale hit the Medusa, the boats, and the raft. Some of the raft survivors were hallucinating at the stage. <laughs> Wildly hallucinating. I imagine like, the sun beating down on them the whole day. During the day. no shelter from that. Mm -hmm. There's no water. I mean, I'm... you're off the Sahara. It's, it's, yes. It's bright. It's rather warm there, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> One person on the raft turned to his friend and said, Don't worry, I'm off to get help. See you soon. And stepped off the raft, disappearing into the water. Oh, no. Never to be seen. Oh, oh. Another person said he was going down to his bunk below because he needed a nap. And <gasps> just... Oh, oh, no. 
Philippa, your nervous giggling is just like, isn't this this the darkest? I like to imagine this. So that night, more than half the people on the raft were swept away by the storm. Oh, no. And what do you do in the middle of a storm, Jess, when all hope seems lost? A. Cling to life aboard the raft, uniting the men and trying to form strategies to survive. B. Drink all of the remaining wine on an empty stomach. Or C. Try to kill all of the officers. Um, well, the British part of me wants to say B because mm-hmm. alcohol is involved and we have a problem in this country. <laughs> but the French revolutionaries. The French you. revolutionaries, I feel like it's, you know, behead everyone. It's somehow Obama's fault. Kill the rich. Yeah. Well, C. you're right. Mm. B and C this oh, time. Excellent. One crazed man started to yell that they should kill all the officers and started to hack at them with a boarding axe. Oh. I don't know what a boarding axe is, but it's got the word axe in it, so yeah. I think it's pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Well, others, suddenly like the suicidal urge arose in some of them, and they demanded that he cut the lashings of the raft and break it to pieces. So when he started doing that and attacked the raft, he was the first to be murdered, the first blood spilled. Mm. So a civil war of sorts broke out between the officers and a a few of the other passengers who wanted fervently to live, mm-hmm. and the suicidal mutineers. <laughs> the mutineers used both aggression and cunning. Some of them would fake being knocked out and then slyly cut the raft's ropes with knives. Why are they destroying the raft? <laughs> they just went completely bonkers. Is what like heat stroke and dehydration. And... Like some of them were just yelling at people that weren't on the raft, oh, or like they, wow. they weren't in their right minds. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty savage. When the mutineers cut down the mast of the raft, a captain was pinned, his thigh nearly broken beneath the wood. The mutineers then threw him out to sea, and his friends were like, no, 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 and they saved him, and they brought him back on the raft. Yeah. But then the mutineers tried to cut out his eyes with knives <gasps> before being cut down by the officers. It's just oh. an emotional roller coaster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. As suddenly it had, as it had started, the fighting stopped, and they sank back to their despair and hallucinations. Wow. And then it started again. This time, the mutineers were like fucking zombies. They were like biting into the flesh of the officers, clawing with their nails, using weapons if they still had them. The officers group was very outnumbered, but Mm. better trained. Mm -hmm. So they were able to hold them all. By the next morning, there were about 60 people left on the raft. And how many started? 149. (gasps) So it's... Whittling away, bodies littered the rafts, and and the supplies, little as it was, had been thrown overboard by the mutineers. Oh my god! In the storm, they had one wine barrel left. (laughs) Now the cannibalism began as men cut up the dead and stuffed their flesh into their mouths. Those who refrained, mostly the officers, yes. tried to eat their belts and clothing. One sailor tried to eat actual shit, but couldn't make himself swallow. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. And this was day three. Uh. <laughs> I'm just going to add as an aside that they were on that raft for 13 days. <gasps> Within a day or two, they were all eating human flesh. By day, th- day three, I don't... I feel like you days hungry, but not starving. I don't think that you'd need to eat the bodies by day... But I mean, right. we're the ones who were like, I need fucking 30 uh, minutes like, <laughs> once the door closes to your house I try and bite you regularly but she does yeah but like they don't have any drinking water do they Mm-mm. so I suppose the only like liquid they would have would be flesh now I asked this question last night yeah. and looked it up because mm. I was like in the event 
that I was cast away <laughs> on a raft. In South Africa. <laughs> Would it be better to drink the seawater? Yeah. Drink nothing mm-hmm. or drink my own blood. Ah. This was a question that came to mind. Right. Blood is saltier than seawater. I don't think you could live off of it. Yeah. If I'm wrong, Twitter, let me know. Yes. Awful Forever Pod. Can you drink your own blood? I'll add as a side story. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too much into what happened to the people on the lifeboats. Yeah. But one of them included a family with very young children and the children were just sobbing and crying and begging for water because the the lifeboats weren't well supplied either yeah and the father at one point was trying to see if he could feed his baby his own blood to keep it alive and the answer was no baby did not make it back to the fun stuff wow okay (laughs) like halloween (laughs) this will keep you up at night people on the raft and the lifeboats often drank their own piss. Yeah. This is what I googled. So your piss is the best thing to drink if you don't have water. Yeah, I've heard that. But then, like, it just gets worse and and worse when you piss it out. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of the people who survived the raft noted that, because they all drank each other's urine, Mm. and he noted that some people's tasted better than others. (laughs) I mean, you know when people have eaten a lot of asparagus and then the pee smells really bad? Greg's piss is just... (laughs) (laughs) so by day five their numbers were whittled down to 30 29 men and one woman and every time they fought like the mutineers versus the officers the woman would get chucked off overboard and then they'd have to go and save her and bring her back on so she was like oh this again splash (laughs) like fucking moana exactly like moana precisely like Moana. It was just like this, Moana was based off this story. <laughs> the term men also includes a 12-year-old boy called oh. Leon who kept running around the raft shouting for his mother. Oh. And like a lot of these guys were pretty stabbed up by now because mm. of all the fighting. Yeah. Some of them had like broken legs and they were standing in salt water with their wounds <sighs> and this boy would be like running over their fucking legs. Yeah. And you'd think that they'd murder the boy, but they didn't. They were just like, Leon, stop it, stop it. He died soon, though. Oh, he didn't make it long. Oh, God. <laughs> this is unrelenting. This is, this is an episode that isn't going to air because I am going to murder myself afterwards. <laughs> I'll put it up in your memory. <laughs> Eventually, the raft survivors, so now Leon's gone. Oh. The raft survivors were down to 12 critically wounded oh my God. and 15 others. The decision was reluctantly made to execute the wounded, who would not have survived anyway, in order to prolong their store of wine. The one woman was among the critically wounded who did not make it. Oh my god. So they executed the twelve, even though they didn't want to. Yeah. How did that occur, though? You'd imagine, because they've been fighting loads, you imagine they'd fight back. The officers? Yeah, like how did they kill the others? They didn't want to kill anyone, the officers. Like... They'd come onto this raft to, like, lead their men. But the soldiers, the lower soldiers, a lot of them were actually ex-prisoners. Right. And, like, really, according to the book I read, rough men. Of course. Who, uncivilized because they were (laughs) proletarians. (laughs) Because they were Protestants. (laughs) Also, we are reading the... All of this information comes from diaries written by the few who survived. Right. So they are going to paint themselves, I think, in a more flattering light. Of course, they're the noble people and these are mm-hmm. like the prisoners, the savages. Exactly. They have to die and the blah, blah, blah. So they're like, we did not want to kill them, but... And I mean, maybe they didn't want to kill them. Maybe they did really want to keep as many people alive as possible mm-hmm. because they were 
all military men and presumably military men have a code. I don't know. I'm not a soldier. <laughs> I think they more just wanted peace. Yeah. So, and there'd be like bouts of fighting and then people would fall into the stupor and then the fighting would happen again. And So they executed the 12 critically injured people who weren't going to make it. Despite the extra space on the raft, because now you've got 15 people left out of 149, oh God. they were still constantly submerged in water. And sometimes schools of jellyfish would pass, stinging them into agonies. Oh, shit. I think it was a man of war jellyfish, oh, no. which aren't fatal, but are apparently very painful. I don't know. Don't go touching man of war jellyfish. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. They're the largest, and they're just so scary. And I think they were quite new to them because one of the men on the boats, they passed a fleet of them, and he was like, oh, pretty. And he reached out to touch it and was like, oh, fuck, I regret my choice. <laughs> Slippery hands, stop it. Butterfingers McGee. <laughs> On July 13th, a white butterfly landed on the raft, and there was nearly a battle between those who wanted to eat it and those who believed that this was a sign from heaven that they'd be rescued. And they were like, don't destroy the God sign! <laughs> well, we've all played Don't Starve, where you're cramming <laughs> butterflies into your face because your character's dying. <laughs> <laughs> <Your> sanity! <laughs> Sharks also circled the raft. No! I was going to say, when are sharks coming into play? Sharks were there from the beginning. Mm. But they didn't attack. I mean, they could have easily attacked these people. They're fucking waist deep in water. But presumably the raft attracted like shoals of fish or something. They did catch a couple of fish or like some really small fish sometimes that they'd mix in with the human flesh. Because they didn't catch enough fish to really feed off of. Yeah. But maybe the sharks were taking advantage of that. Or, you know, the, the ocean is fucking clogged with dead bodies now, so... Yeah. They don't really need to go for the live ones. Yeah. So they tried to catch the sharks. That didn't work. Oh. The supply of human flesh that they had on board was rotting. And, as I said, they had to sometimes drink their own urine out of desperation. <sighs> so the people in the boats. The lucky ones. And mm-hmm. um, there was Espio, who wanted to save everyone. No one would go fucking near him. <laughs> the yeah. other four boats were like, bye! <laughs> oh my god. They feared that his boat would sink because it's fucking crammed with everyone. Mm. And theirs would be swamped. The governor and de Chamaret refused to go back to help those on the raft, despite having solemnly sworn to do so. They reached the land. Mm-hmm. And they all suffered as well. They had to deal with the heat and hunger and thirst how, and waves. How many days did it take to row from the, from the Medusa to the land? Oh, that I can't remember. I think it was like three days or so to reach the land but the thing is that once they reached the land they didn't get off they were very scared of the Arabs because (laughs) (laughs) racism aren't we all in this world I mean Trump (laughs) (laughs) because there was hostility between them and the French Mm. and they were known for taking slaves Right. So they didn't want to get off. So the governor and de Chamere, who had better supplied boats, were like, I'll just sail to Senegal. We'll just sail along the coast. And the other people in the leaking boats with no oars were like, um, yeah. maybe we'd like to walk. Some people got off on the shore mm. and most of them made it. Mm-hmm. They were rescued by Moors, Arabs. As it turns out, and taken nicely back to Senegal. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> they, they were remarkably helpful. Yeah. <laughs> the people in the boats, most of them made it mm-hmm. to Senegal. By the end, all but two of the boats had to land due to thirst because they didn't have enough water. Mm. Guess which two boats were well provisioned enough to sail away? Mm. St. Louis. St. Louis. Mm. When they all came to Senegal, they ran into the two. Uh, 
two of the other ships from the original voyage and they were like oh you made it first and they were like lounging on deck chairs with cocktails like oh hi we, yeah we've been here for ages this way when they saw the lifeboat with the gov- the two lifeboats with the governor and the chamaray they were like who are you mm-hmm. and he was like well we're two boats from the medusa and they were like the fuck happened and one person was like i'll leave that to the chamaray to explain mm-hmm. a little bit awkward so they made it their absolute priority to go back to the Medusa mm-hmm. to rescue the treasure that had been stored on the ship <laughs> to bring to Senegal. They were like, there's a lot of doubloons on Shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, and maybe the survivors? Oh, the folk, um, yeah. Because like four of the boats had to land on the shore and they're like stuck in the desert now trying to make it to St. Louis. And oh, there were people on the the raft i think yeah we they, we they just fell behind i think oh and people on the ship as well <laughs> i don't know if that's still there like they're probably dead yeah, yeah. it's treasure though so so i think treasure. we need to get let's go get the treasure yeah can you just pop real quick can you just pop real quick and go get the treasure like if you have the time we just pop real quick though yeah just if you have if the time just pick up the um, people if the time is now yeah. go do that yeah <laughs> The Argus, one of the four ships from the convoy, eventually passed the raft with our 15 survivors. And they were like, oh, we're saved, we're saved. And then it disappeared. Why? And then, because they hadn't seen them. Oh, no. But then the wind changed. <gasps> and they saw it again. And they were like, ah, 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 And they were saved. Oh, my God. <laughs> Although, of the 15, five would die in hospital weeks later just because of the stress. Yeah. Like, these people were a fucking mess. Yeah. You can imagine. How, how many days were they on that raft? 13 days. Oh, my God. Eating human flesh. Yeah. Drinking urine yeah. and wine, and just lying there in that boiling hot sun, yeah. half submerged in water, their wounds being stung by the salt and jellyfish. And- oh. Yeah, <laughs> the sharks so circling them. Nightmarish. <laughs> After forty-two days, the Medusa was found. Forty? How many 40- weeks is that? Six weeks. We're podcasters, not <laughs> mathematicians. <laughs> Fucking six. Six, six weeks. weeks. Six fucking weeks. They found the Medusa. Yeah. With three men still alive on it. Oh my god. So 17 people had stayed on the ship and three made it. Oh my god. Blame fell on the captain. Yes. Especially when the raft survivors arrived in Senegal. Everybody's like, yay, you made it back. And they're like, fuck you. Oh, and also, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you so hard. Wow. The... Captain didn't seem concerned at all by what had happened. He referred to the loss of the Medusa as a mere bagatelle. I don't know what a bagatelle is. Is that like a fancy French bagel? <laughs> I think it's it's a, a light musical dance. Some kind of pâté. Now I really want some pâté. It's not a big thing, whatever it is. Right. But eventually a trial was held and the governor of Senegal did not have to stand trial because he's the governor of fucking Senegal. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter that he was an asshole. But the captain <laughs> mm. had failed in several areas. He'd been an incompetent fool. Yeah. He'd disobeyed the ministry's orders about safety and how to get there, mm-hmm. including not traveling in a convoy yeah. so that, you know, you can be there for each other. He'd also, and this was the important thing, he, the captain has to be the last person to abandon the ship by yes, law. Exactly. And that's punishable by death. <gasps> if you're not. But here's the saddest part of my story. Okay. They decided that even though he had broken that rule and he was not the last person to leave the ship because the three fucking survivors were still there, they let him off. 
Why? With a little slap on the wrist and three years in prison. Three years? Three years, not even death. Why did they decide that? Because they were survivors. Because they said that he'd been in inhuman conditions and that he'd made the choices that he had to make. His argument was like, yeah, I did leave 17 men aboard the frigate, but my responsibility was the men on the raft. And then they're like, yeah, the raft that you abandoned, you fuck. (laughs) So he was charged with like negligence and incompetency Mm. and he was found guilty of abandoning those people. But they let him off. And the governor of Senegal didn't suffer at all. Who was an equal asshole. Yeah. Then one man who'd survived the raft, an engineer, who'd actually chosen to go on the raft because the lower engineers had been consigned there, and he was like, well, I'm not leaving my men. He survived, and he wrote an account of it. Mm. But the French authorities were like, mm, this makes us look bad. Makes us look real bad. <laughs> so we're going to ignore that? So he tried to get justice in France, but it didn't. he didn't manage to. Yeah. So the French engineer who'd survived, he went to London to see people who'd listen to Mm. him. And he found the painter, (laughs) the French romantic painter, Theodore Gericault. Gericault? Sounds good to me. Say it like you spell it. That's right. Who painted this really famous piece called The Raft of the Medusa. And he, the engineer himself, posed as one of the people on the raft. And the painter... So it had like several rotting limbs in his studio that he used for realism. Where did he get them? The local uh, asylum. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> he had the head from a patient from the asylum. Oh my god. So real dead people for authenticity. The past. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like bros. They had the best bromance going because oh. they were both abolitionists as well. Mm. And the painting later came to symbolize the dissolution of the monarchy. I think that the painting inspired Lord Byron and when he was writing either Child Harold or Don Juan, one of the two, he has a cannibalistic ship episode. That was the very happy story <sighs> of the wreck of the Medusa. Help, but may I have six cuddles, please? <laughs> And the head pads. Yes. And the British used that to go, <laughs> stupid French. They actually had a very similar situation themselves. <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll just post a wiki link or something to it. Because yeah. I'm not going to tell the same story twice, but with the English. Yeah. <laughs> We'd just be less croissant jokes and more like Yorkshire pudding jokes instead. <laughs> Swap out all the times we talked about garlic bread with Yorkshire puddings and uh, pie. Basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that the grimmest episode I've done to date? That's so miserable. I love it. <laughs> I God. It oh, God. That's so grim. Because, like, what did the people in the ship do? Because, oh, the amount, the different levels of despair in each one mm-hmm. just interest me so much. Because you're stuck on this fucking ship, staring at the horizon, waiting for help each day as your supplies dwindle and dwindle and dwindle as you're just there on a ship going, should I have gone with this? Should I have done this? But I can't do anything about it now. I'm mm-hmm. just here. We're all just dying, watching people die and die each day. The first day, yeah, they drank a lot of wine and ate a lot of bacon. Because mm. once everybody had gone, they were like, hell, the food is still <laughs> yeah. But by the end, a lot of them died, not from starvation mm. on the ship, but because they were so scared of a storm wrecking the ship that they tried to escape the ship or something like that and oh. drown. Oh my God. I don't know. It was like mistakes were made. Yeah. And that's how they died. But what are you supposed to do in that situation? I'll tell you what, I panic when I'm at a bus stop and the <laughs> bus app says that the bus 
should be here and it isn't <laughs> and so i'm like do i wait do i wait for this boss that isn't gonna come do i wait uh, am, I, am i stranded one time i was going home and i like called people and i called this other person like this person this person that i know online i called them and they're in america and it was like 4 p.m for them and i'm like i'm drunken in the bus stop what do i do and, and oh fucking panic. and they were french and drunk yeah they all each individually locked themselves in a room with a gun and they would only leave to try and find food they were nearly starved to death by the time they were found because the food did run out but they 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 cannibalize each other as well they did not because there were no bodies to cut i don't know Mm. i don't think they got to that point yeah the book that i was reading did not mention if they cannibalized each other I don't think they did, though. Right, right. Um, I think they were less interested in the human flesh. So people, like, escaped and drowned or something then? Yeah, so okay. I think they couldn't recover the bodies. One person <sighs> died hours before they were rescued no, by the August. No. They didn't make it. I mean, I think at that point, though, if you'd been rescued and you're at that level, then you would have died mm. anyway. But like, yeah, so which is the most nightmarish of the situations? Being stranded on this horrible ship? No, the raft. Being in the raft, yeah. Raft. You're, you're waist deep in water, <laughs> full of sharks and jellyfish. People, people are fighting and you... Because then it's that mob mentality and you can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. And so you're just there. There's probably a lot of like collateral damage of people just being killed when, when there was no reason for it. And then people are like stuffing their mouths with human flesh oh and God. you're in pain and yeah. you're drowning and the waves are going over your head. Oh no! That happens for two weeks. I, I just want—I'm going to go home and lay down <laughs> in your lot. nice warm bed. Supper. <laughs> I was reading this book, and the day that I started it, I was up at three at night, mm. and my partner was like, "Can't you finish this some other time?" And I was like, "No, are they going to survive?" <laughs> I got to the point where I knew if they were going to survive or not, but I was like, "I need to see if the captain gets executed." Uh, yeah. And then at four in the morning, I was like, "No." <laughs> Fucking the rich take Jesus. care of their own. Jesus. The rich take care That's of their just, own. It's just, it just pains me because this still happens today. That it's just the rich make fucking decisions. Loads of people die because of it, and they're like, I don't care because I'm literally a psychopath. Imagine leaving 150, and well, it would be like 176 if you can if you can't like the ships. I can't math. Fuck it. More than 150 behind, and you refer to the loss as a mere bagatelle. Yeah. A mere bagel. But also, as well, on the other side, I'm not double, I know, this is a two hour fucking episode. But, like, <laughs> on the other side, if you, in, like, the Titanic situation, you don't go back because they will swarm you, and then you've got, like, 30 people in your boat. And if you go back to try and save some people, these 30 people might die because the panicky people in the water might swamp you and then you all die. So it's like, do I save these 30 people in the boat or potentially save like five more or get them all killed, you know? The thing for me is... Yeah. What I would have done. Uh-huh. What I would have what done. What you do because you know you're an authority in the situation because you were there. I'm just saying, in Frostpunk, I ascended <laughs> yeah. to godhood and led yeah. my people through the storm. And in black so, and white, I sometimes just pick up people and throw them into the sea. And so I know exactly what everything's talking I about. I play right? strategy games. <laughs> what I would have done is, let's say I was dumb enough to crash my ship into the sandbank. Yes. Which you will be. Which I will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would fit as many people as I could on the boats. Yep. 
with some provisions. Yep. I would send them to show. Yep. I would return. Yep. I would get more provisions, more people, send them to the show. Okay, but who and how? Because you said it takes three days to row there. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. Tiring to row. It is. But I would I would do shifts. Yes. <laughs> swap it around and get people each people row. And I would have the mast in preparation. Mm-hmm. I keep saying mast instead of raft. I would have the raft in preparation just mm-hmm. in case the ship was going to wreck in a storm. Yeah. But I'd leave people on the ship with the like, You've got this for, for just in case, but mostly stay on the ship. And once my first load of peeps had landed on the, on the shore, yeah. maybe I would have started sending out scouts. Mm-hmm. Just that, you know, we had a plan. Yeah. You know, actually done some fucking planning instead of just going, I don't know, I'm just going to get there and fuck you. And I know it's easy to say what I would have done. In hindsight, yeah. But with all the knowledge that we have now. was a major fuck up. It, it just seems like none of the decisions make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck was that person thinking? Why did everyone go along with it? Ah! Because it's mutiny if you don't. Ah! <laughs> ah! They didn't. There were many things that they could have done better. They didn't yeah. have to, like, abandon ship like they did. Yeah. yeah. And the raft idea was dumb. <laughs> that's fine. But that's a very, very good story. Now I'm going to go to McDonald's and comfort eat loads. I think we need to. <laughs> so some somethings are nice sometimes. <laughs> well, we're not on a raft. I've never been on a boat. And so it's <laughs> fine. One time I was on a boat and I saw flying fish and I didn't know that flying fish really existed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, flying fish, they just sort of like pop us out the water, right? But they actually go so far. It's Flappity incredible. <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. These hmm. amazing gorgeous flying fish so that's a good that's a good boat story <laughs> boat no one crashed or anything didn't eat anyone and then went into the sea and you saw a giant clam which is about as big as this table and like someone like <laughs> dove down to it uh, to look at it and then it clamped shut and i was like yeah! <laughs> oh my god it's amazing and it was really good that's a nice and thing. so the sea can be good sometimes <laughs> but also terrible also it fucking scares me this, <laughs> the ocean really frightens me a lot philosophobia yeah i think there could be anything down there and i'm scared of sharks yeah well in fact once um i was swimming this is in this is all in egypt by the way which is like we was in this place um it was in the red sea near the border it was like near the daggers tip near jordan and like saudi arabia and all that so like there's not any waves there it's basically just like an enormous Mm. sea lake which is fantastic because the waves are the thing that scares me but i was like swimming (laughs) around like there's loads of lionfish there which is poisonous as fuck but they're slow so they just float around but i was just like mm-hmm. pissing around bullying hermit crabs which is my favorite <laughs> thing to do and then these three barracuda just like swam out from the depth and because you could look out and just like see and then it just like disappears off into blue and like the they just like swam up and swam right up to me and was like oh my god this is how i die but then they clearly like because i was like following down this tiny shoulder fish and they saw me and then just like turned tail and like disappeared off as quickly as they came and i just was like <sighs> <laughs> like three barracuda just like whoosh whoosh and gone and i was like oh my god holy fuck so i think we need to replace some things that are nice sometimes with horrible sea stories horrible sea stories I, I got one. Oh, you have one and i have another one you oh, go. We got okay, go 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 sea stories sea stories my brother and i were swimming in like a lake next to the sea so the sea washed into the lake a bit but it was it was nice for little kids to swim in because less yeah. scary less waves yeah and as I was, like, we swam back and forth, back and forth, back and forth across this lake thing. It was big enough to do that. Yeah. It wasn't super deep. And at one point, my feet touched the floor. Mm-hmm. 
and there were things Ooh. touching my toes. No, 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 no. And when I raised my legs to try and see what it was that was on my legs, yep. they were completely entwined <laughs> with these sea worm things. Uh, uh. It was not seaweed. Uh, no, it no, was no. not seaweed. No, 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 no. It was like sea worms. No, 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 no. Big tubus things. Unfact that in my brain. And that's why I don't swim in lakes Ooh. anymore. Yes, that is horrible. That upsets me and I don't like it. The sea. So here's my... <laughs> <laughs> so again, I was swimming around the dead... The, not the dead sea, the red sea. I have been in the dead sea. And I'll, just <laughs> a tiny side of the dead sea. It feels like syrup. Water doesn't have a feeling, mm. but the dead sea has a texture to it. Mm. It's like this viscous thing that you can touch crazy do it it's amazing but the red sea anyway i was swimming around all all is fine all is well and then i turn around and all i see is jellyfish (sighs) between me and the shore is a fucking ocean of jellyfish that i panicked i thought i was going to die like the fish in finding Nemo. it was yeah it kind of was it honestly was kind (laughs) of like that yes horrifying terrifying i thought i was gonna die and so like a fucking video game or something i had to like swim underneath patches and then come up for air and like dodge around it was the most scared i've ever been in my whole life and i got to shore and i was like crying like "Ah, ah, why is no and then no one else was panicking because they were like yeah look it's just like a breast implant and they just picked it up it's like look it doesn't sting blah 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 and they just like patted it and it's like yeah it's just like a boob and then i was like they don't And like, and after that, yes, I realized that these were a non-stinging, totally harmless kind that I could have just like swam, swam through, through. A sea of boobies. <sighs> and that's why don't go in the ocean ever. <laughs> I feel like that's a happy note. So follow us on Twitter for more terrifying sea stories at <laughs> Awful Forever Pod. <laughs> Don't die at sea. Goodbye.